0: Our series that we started last week, entitled Identity Crisis, um, is what I believe that a lot of people in this country are in, is in a crisis of who they are. And I want to read to you just a couple of uh, definitions. One, the definition of identity. And uh, there's all kinds of definitions, but I'm just going to give you the one that relates to kind of the direction that I'm going. But identity in the Merriam-Webster is defined as a condition or character as to who a person or what a thing is, the qualities, the beliefs, etc., that distinguish or identify a person or a thing. And they identify a person or a thing from another person or a thing. So identity, in its simplest form, is just who you are. Who, who am I? And um, I, really, I really believe this today. After all the years that I've been alive on this earth and all the years that I've been born again, I was 18 years on the planet not being born again, and then I got born again and have been learning the things of God ever since. And the longer that I live, I'm telling you, the smarter I get. Yeah, amen. And the reason is, is because of the wisdom of God that I've learned to draw from in the midst of what I walk through, what I deal with, things that I face on a day-to-day basis. And I don't don't want to be, in a year from now, I don't want to be the same. I don't want to be the same person. I want to be changed. I want things different in my life. I want my thinking different. I don't want to be the same person. Where, I mean, I, I can tell you today, a couple of issues that I have in my attitude toward people that I'm working on, if I was to tell you that. I mean, that it's not extreme cases, and most people that I would tell them, they go, well, what, do, what do you have to work on? That's, that's just normal. No, it's something I, I have to change because I want to be better. And, and the question I'm asking myself all the time, because I'm hearing God say this, what are you allowing me, God is saying to us, what are you allowing me to work on in you? God will not force himself on us. He'll sit on the sidelines and let us stay the same kind of people we are all the time. Our country, our world is in an identity crisis because people don't know who they are and, and people are trying to find out who they are in all the wrong places. I'm telling you there's only one place that you can find out who you are. Now there's ways to get it from this one place. but The only place that will produce in you who you are and what your purpose and plan is on the earth and it's this no other place now understand you have to become convinced of this i'm not gonna somebody that doesn't believe in the bible i'm not gonna try to force that on them well the only way is through jesus christ and if you don't receive him you're gonna burn i mean i'm not gonna do that to people that, that, number one, that will get nobody anything that will not draw people to the things of God in any way, shape, or form. You say, yeah, but Pastor, you know, I read a book that said, you know, all avenues lead to God. All different streams lead to God. And there's a number of books out there that, that way. And you, and you can believe that if you want. But I got born again... And I got turned on to the Word of God, and I've made the Word of God final authority to settle everything in my life, and I, and I can't err from that. It doesn't mean I don't have compassion on other people. It doesn't mean that I have understanding. I, I have real good friends that don't believe the Bible. Real good friends. People that, you know, that I connect with from my past, like on Facebook and social media, and, that, and we, we message each other at different times, and they don't believe anything. That I believe. But they watch what I believe. One good thing about social media is people can watch what you believe. So make sure you know what you believe. Right? They can watch it. And see, I'm staying connected to these people because I have something that will change them because I believe that the only way to the Father and, and to the Father is through Jesus Christ and the Bible is the only source of information that will truly liberate people. And you can know all kinds of other religions and things, but it's the only way to the Father. And, and I'm telling you, this world is in an identity crisis because people don't know God. They're, they're, you know, to, to, be, to understand identity is to understand who you are. To know what, and I like this definition, to know what an identity crisis is, is to understand this definition. This is really powerful. The, the Merriam-Webster's definition of identity crisis, they actually have that in the dictionary. It's a feeling of unhappiness. This is the, this is the dictionary's definition. It's a feeling of unhappiness and confusion caused by not being sure about what type of person you really are or what the true purpose of your life is. I'm going to read that again to you. You can go pull it up. It's the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary. A feeling of unhappiness and confusion caused by not being sure about what type of person you really are Or what the true purpose of life is. That's what this whole message, this whole series is about for the month of May. In other words, finding out what type of a person that you are and what you're here to do. It's it's vital. It's vital that we understand that so that we're in the middle of accomplishing that. Can you say amen? So, Our foundation scripture from last week is Romans 12 and verse 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is... The, what is the good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. He said, do not be conformed to this world. And the, and the word world there has to do with the world's thinking, the way that the world thinks. The world thinks one way, God thinks another way. Don't be conformed to the world's way of thinking, in other words, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The Amplified says, be transformed and changed by the renewal of your mind with new ideas and new attitudes. So it's all about newness, about being transformed. Okay? So, I want you to look at a verse of Scripture that's, that's interesting. Just a very short verse, but it's in the Old Testament in the book of Jeremiah. <clears throat> Jeremiah chapter 13 And we're going to look at verse 23. Jeremiah 13 and verse 23. But actually, we're going to read that out of the New Living Translation. You got that? Can an Ethiopian change the color of his skin? Can a leopard take away its spots? Neither can you start doing good, for you have always done evil. Can, In other words, can the color of a person's skin change? Can my skin, you know, I can go out and get a tan, but can my skin turn into black color? Can a black-skinned person's skin turn white? that's the way we were made and it can't change can a leopard decide one day you know i'm tired of these spots let's get some ajax and good scouring brush and you know get my leopard buddies and we're gonna scour this stuff off no they're not going away they won't go away right let me see that again neither can you start doing good. So so starting to do what's right or starting to do something that's different can't happen when you've always done something a certain way unless what? Unless, like Romans 12.1 says and 2 says, you be transformed and changed. So as difficult as it, it would be for a person's the color of their skin to change or a leopard's spots to be removed you will never change the way that you think unless you're transformed yeah. amen yeah. and the transformation the purpose of the transformation is to find out who we are I'll give you an example <clears throat> I was born into a family where my, my father was a was a professional golfer so by the time i can remember what was i doing playing baseball no i was hitting a white ball chasing it you know from the time i can remember i was hitting a white ball and as i grew i kept hitting that white ball over and over and over again and i you know i Played high sc- you played know, junior golf in high school and I played college and I turned pro and I did you know, a little bit of it you know, along the way. And I did that because that's what my father did. And I followed in his footsteps. I watched what he did and I, I liked being around him. And actually, I think one of the reasons I played golf is because I liked being around my dad. He worked six and a half days a week. He was always gone. So if I hung out at the golf course, I was around him. So could it be that the creator of the universe that had my life planned before I was even thought about, that's what it says in here, I'm not making that up, it says this in here over and over and over again, he had a plan for my life even before I was. I don't know how, doesn't make any sense up here, I just believe it because I believe the word, right? Right? So could it be that his plan for me was not professional golf? Well, duh. <clears throat> you know. And and I didn't know that for 18 years because I was playing a game and going after something. And then in the midst of that at, at 18, I got born again. And when I got born again, when I got born again, I had these feelings and thoughts. Because I I started hearing word preached, and I'd never heard anything like that. And I I kept thinking to myself, you know, somebody's lying. Because these people are teaching one thing, and I've been taught something else. So somebody's not telling the truth. And what it was, just to break it down, cut to the chase, what it was, the spirit of the world that I had been connected to was different than the spirit of God. And the knowledge and the truth of God. So, so, the world told me I was one thing, and my identity was in golf. You couldn't separate golf and me. So anytime you would come in my presence, that's all I would talk about. I was proud of my dad, he was an accomplished golfer, was a great player, he was a coach, you know, he'd won all these awards, and so everywhere I went, I wanted everybody to know who I was based on golf. That was my identity. And little did I know, I was in identity crisis. Because when you have to work overtime to convince people of who you are, you're not really that. Actually, I didn't really like golf. I liked everything that went with it. My dad was a pro, so I got everything free and, you know, traveled everywhere and got to play great golf courses and around, you know, influential people and met really influential people in in that world, you know, and and other worlds because of the game of golf. I, 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 I loved all that. And I liked all the sparkle and everything, but I didn't really like the game. But that was my identity. So if I get rid of the game, now I've lost who I am. And even after I got born again, when I got born again, I can remember a day when there was this hole inside of me. I didn't know what it was. I, didn't, I, I can look back on it now, but there was just this void and what we, what it was saying was what are we doing you know what 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 why am i spending all my time doing this and you know so so there were there were a lot of questions and a lot of things that i didn't understand but when i started when i got born again and i started feeding on this i began to find out some things about who he was and then who i was with him i began to find some of those things out But that didn't change the connection I had to my identity with a game. It didn't change that. You know, right away. Why? Because I was feeding on some things, I was learning some things about God and who God was, but I wasn't being transformed. I mean, it was a slow process, but I wasn't transformed yet, so it it didn't just leave overnight. And Today, I'll just tell you this, somebody think, well, you know, he's, he's saying you have to give up all these kind of things if you're going to get saved and born again because that's, you know, whatever I'm doing today, that's not what God wants me to do. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's the way it was with me. But what's funny is today, I love the game of golf more than I ever have. I don't play it very much, but I love it and I actually have a passion to play it because of all the people that it brings me around that my life can shine and I can connect with people about what's really real. You understand? One thing I always said was after I got born again and after I met a few Christians and leaders and pastors and different people, you know, I always said, I don't know what I'll ever do but I'll never be a pastor ever. Never. I'll never be one of them. And uh, so, don't ever say never, right? Because what I'm doing today, I'm doing because God, God, that was his purpose and plan for my life. I love doing what I'm doing. I love pastoring. I don't love all, all the things that necessarily go with it sometimes, but I love it. And I love preaching the word, but I love people. And, and I was taught from a young age, my mom taught me the love for people. She just loved everybody, you know. She had very little discernment about that, but she just loved everybody. And, um, and she taught me how to love people. And, and so that was in my heart from, from, a, from a young guy. But along the way, what I had to understand from a spiritual perspective is what God's whole plan was. And that's what God wants for each and every one today. He wants that for your life. You know, everybody at some form or another is in an identity crisis. Everybody. So just, you know, take a deep breath. I'm not preaching at you. I'm not thinking about you. I'm not, I, I didn't talk to your spouse or friends or somebody didn't tell me something that you needed this word. Everybody at some time or another is in an identity crisis, not really knowing who they are, right? But if God's real, I'm going to say if. For your sake, I know He's real. I'm saying it for your sake. If God is real, and God has a plan for every person's life, then what His desire is, is that you fulfill His plan, not your plan. And, all, and what we want is that our plans and His plans come together. That's what we want. Ultimately, that's the key to the success in life. My plan His plan are one, and we're fulfilling that. doesn't mean that what you're doing today is wrong. What your vocation is today, what what you set your hand to on a day-to-day basis is necessarily wrong. But I'll tell you this, as you seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, the Bible says, everything will be added as you seek His kingdom. There's a verse of Scripture that I learned early on, and I heard this early on, and it was in the first chapter of the first book. Genesis chapter one and verse 26. After God made everything, He came down to His last creation. In verse 26 of Genesis one, he said, "God said, "Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth." So God created man in His image. In His image. What, what hit me one day, early on, is I didn't know who I was in Him. So my identification, like I said, was in golf. So I was identified with something in the natural when what He wanted was my identification to be in Him. And if I was created in His image, and and what image is that? God is spirit. The Bible says, see, every question has an answer in the Word. But every question in life has an answer in the world. I'm going to say it again. Every question in life has an answer in the world. Every question you will ever have in life is answered in these 66 books right here. There is not a question not answered in this book. Well, you know, there are just certain things we're not supposed to know. Well, yeah, that can be so. But God will reveal to you through his word, by his spirit, any and everything that you need in this life. There is an answer to everything. If, if that's not so, then the blood of Jesus came up short. It came up short for that one question that you have that doesn't necessarily have an answer to it? Not. Absolutely not. There's not a question on planet Earth that cannot be answered right here. Amen? amen? Everybody say amen. amen. Either say amen or oh me. <clears throat> so if that's the case, then I, I've got to understand how the questions that I have in life are answered through the spiritual end of the image I was created in. If, he was cre- if he's spirit and I was created in his image, then I'm spirit. But yet, if you look around, you know, if I look at Dale right now, I look at Dale and I know it's Dale because I see him in the flesh. And so, most of life, what people, what, what, what it's easy to do is to deal with the fleshly issues. Get the the questions answered in the flesh that's easier to do but we were not created that way we were created to get answers from the spirit because remember the spirit thinks one way and the flesh thinks another there's a way of the world and then there's the way of God and the way of God is to establish your identity in who he created you to be then you can know who you are in Christ but until you understand who you were created to be and you're, on, you're, you're in that developing process that should go on for the rest of your life on planet earth, until you get in that and you become convinced of you being able to hear from the Spirit of God because, because He created you in spirit and, and His, His blueprints, if you will, of your life are revealed by the Spirit. You, you can't understand what makes you tick. There are things that you are frustrated about in your own life today, and I'm not, trying to say, I'm not saying this in a negative way. Everybody's frustrated with things. Yeah. Well, I don't like the way I look. Well, I don't like this thing. Well, I don't like that. You can't brillo pad who you are or what you look like away. Amen? Amen? But things in the natural can change when things in the Spirit change. The deal is, because we don't see with these natural eyes into the realm of the Spirit, and things appear to take a longer time to mature and develop in our lives, because it takes longer for that to happen for us to actually see it, people get discouraged and try to take over and make things happen. We just have to learn to be patient. Everybody say patience. Patience is the key. So, <clears throat> this morning, I don't have much more time this morning, and we'll pick this up next week. But in Proverbs chapter 4, I want to I start with something that's going to lead me through the rest of this series. <clears throat> this will be foundational for the rest of this series. Um, Proverbs chapter 4 And verse five. Let's everybody read the first two words together. Ready? Read. Get wisdom. Wow, that's profound. Get wisdom, it says. Get understanding. Do not forget, nor turn away from the words of my mouth. So, what? What is the word get? What what does it imply? Like, let's just say there was, there was full lunch out there for Dale and Isabel. Dale, your lunch is in the foyer, go get it. And Dale says, well, I'll just sit here, just believe it'll come to me. No, 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 go get it, right? Well, you know, when, when I have time. Well, or maybe I'll get it next week. You know what the meal would look like next week? Sitting out there in the year? Not, wouldn't be very appetizing, right? You wouldn't really want it. So for him to get fed with what's already been provided for him, he's got to get up and go get it. So what does this say? Get wisdom. Get understanding. Okay? So that implies there's something I got to do to get wisdom and to get understanding. What we're talking about tonight, tonight, it's dark in here. What we're talking about this morning, no windows. uh, What we're talking about this morning, for the next 15 minutes, it'll still be this morning, is a crisis that the planet is in regarding identity and I I don't think I don't think that I'm incorrect in saying that the planet is in crisis I didn't say you are okay necessarily but I think everybody is at different times and if we can understand that it's not a negative if we are in crisis but be made aware of it so we can change, and things can change in our life, then why not? So what I'm doing is, I'm informing you of some things that I'm sure need to change in you, so don't be afraid of it, let them change. And I'm telling you, as they change, and you know who you are from a spiritual perspective, not just from what it looks like or what you're trained in or, well, you know, I went to school for this or all these kind of things. You may have gone to school and, you know, you may have a lot of school debt and everything that you're paying off and you're thinking, you know, I've, I've got to stay in this field, but I hate it, but i got to pay off that debt, so i got to stay with it, but I hate it. I'm telling you, God's got another plan. And when you start connecting with God about what that plan is, He'll relieve the debt. The debt will be removed. He'll have a way in showing you how that debt is removed because when you connect with Him, when you draw near to Him, the Bible says He draws near to you. And when God is in the process of continually drawing near to us because we're seeking His kingdom, then everything we need will be added to us. You you know, the verse of Scripture I was quoting earlier and I just quoted part of it is Matthew 6.33. And it says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all the things that you need. And, and the verses before that were talking about, you know, don't be worried about what you're going to eat or what you're going to wear. Or you can put whatever in there because he's talking about the needs of life. How am I going to pay this? How am I going to do this? What am I going to do about this thing? What about hating my job? What about what, all? The, he said, all these things will be added to you. Now listen to me when I say this. So let's look at that verse of Scripture kind of backwards. So if all the things are not coming to you, if all the things are not coming to you, they're not being added to you right now, is it God's fault? No. It says, seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, and everything you need will be added to you. He even said in the verses before that, he said the Gentiles seek after the wealth. He didn't say seek wealth. He said seek my kingdom. And then all the wealth will be added or the things that you need or whatever it is. You he didn't say seek wealth. Yeah. Seek my kingdom. Right? And when we seek his kingdom, what happens is, like in our definitions, we begin to find out why we're here and what we're here to do. And I'm telling you what, you find an individual who has a passion about what they're doing because what they're doing is what God wants them to do. And you find somebody that is advancing the kingdom and things are coming to them. Amen. They're coming to them. Now, does that mean because something's not coming to you right now that, well, you know, God just doesn't love you? No. There, there needs to be adjustments made To understand what it means to seek the kingdom first. To seek the spiritual understanding. To seek the fact and understand you were created in His image. And if you are created in His image and His image is spirit, then we've got to seek spiritual things and understand things from a spiritual perspective so that we can get the natural things in line. I'm not talking about ignoring natural things. I'm not even talking about ignoring natural knowledge. Anybody ever caught a fish? Is that spiritual? No, it's a natural hook with a natural worm, throwing it in a natural Guadalupe and reeling it in. And it's a natural fish and it goes into your natural body. Right? But who created the fish? So there's something spiritual you can get out of it. There's something spiritual you can get out of everything. (laughs) Jason Bourne's coming to the theaters in July. And, uh, you know, if, if you don't like those kind of shows, I'm sorry, but I do. You know, and, and God lets me watch those shows. I mean, I've, I've had friends that have told me that I'm sinning because I go and, I, and, and I'll watch shows. I mean, I mean, I don't overdo those kind of things. I need to be in the Word. The Word needs to be first place, but there's enjoyment in life. So, Jason Bourne's coming to the movie theaters July 22nd, <laughs> and there's a midnight showing. And if you want to see me at the movies, you'll see me at that midnight showing. <laughs> but there's something, there are things that I've learned from every one of those shows that God has revealed to me. Things about myself. And, and I haven't watched them 45 times. I hear people, you know, I've watched that movie that however many times. I mean, I've watched it a few times. I've watched it a number of times. <laughs> and, you know, it comes on TV and, you know, well, I might sit there and watch 15 minutes of it, or 30, or 45, but, but there's something that I've learned out of that, but I can't let that teach me. You see, I can't go to a movie to learn spiritual things. I go to this to learn spiritual things, and then anything else I do, anything else I do, I learn because God created it. There's something about the motion picture industry that's intriguing. And a lot of, in, in, in my understanding, there's been a lot of people that didn't have a revelation of the Word that were in control of that industry. Okay? and And they did a lot of things with it that were not, Exalting a lot of the things of God in that industry. It's not my job to change that industry. It's my job to get God in me and change the world from one person at a time from what's working in me. So I have, I'm a Jason born follower on Facebook. And I got lots of people that follow me and watch all my posts and everything that I put up that are Jason born fanatics. Is it wrong? Not in my world. Because I know who I am. It won't be me and Jason Bourne standing before God at the judgment seat of Christ. That's right. And I know that. And if I never watch another Jason Bourne movie because God didn't allow me to do that, I'm done. I'm just telling you right now, I'm done. I don't need it. I don't have to do those kind of things. I'm just trying to use for an example, we can't write off the rest of the world like it has nothing in it. God's the creator of everything, amen? And if we listen to the the voice of the Spirit and we, we do the things that He allows us to do, other people may not be able to watch shows like that. Other people may not be able to do certain things that other ones do, so don't judge yourself based on what other people do, judge yourself by the Word. That's where we find out who we are and what we are here to accomplish. Amen? You and I were created to be salt and light to a dying, decaying world. Amen? And the more wisdom we draw from, the more understanding that we get from the wisdom of God, the more we'll be in a position to be who God created us to be to the world. And now, now, we're fulfilled people. Now we're fulfilling the purpose and the destiny God put us on the planet to fulfill. Can you say amen? Amen. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her. Who? Wisdom. And she will preserve you. Love her and she will keep you. Wisdom is the principal thing. Say that with me. Wisdom is the principal thing. And it is. Wisdom is the principal thing. And it says, and in all you're getting, get understanding. Exalt her and she will promote you. She will bring you honor. And when you embrace her, she will place on your head an ornament of grace and a crown of glory she will deliver to you. That's what wisdom will do. You understand God set this up and he said, This is the way it works. You know, people are thinking that God, they're waiting, a lot of people are waiting for God to do things in their life. Well, if it's the will of God, then then I'll get saved. I've heard people say that. No, it's the will of God. You know where they got that other stuff from? They got that other stuff from thinking that, well, I was born the wrong color, I was born the wrong this or that, and, and only this group of people can be saved, and this, this one, that's a bunch of bunk. There's two races of people on the planet, saved and unsaved. That's it. And the rest of us are dirt and water. That's what this is made up. It's made up of dirt and water. And some people's dirt is just a little darker than other people's dirt. And if you view it like that, then there's, no, there's nothing about the color of skin or race or where we've come from. You know what? The thing about race and culture is what we should embrace. Everybody's come from different ways of thinking, and we should embrace that. But everything should go back to being transformed changed. You came from one direction. Someone else came from another direction. Everybody needs to be transformed and changed. You thought too highly of yourself. You thought too low of yourself. you got to come up. And we've got to meet it here and we've got to embrace what God has called us to do on planet earth. Listen to me, the elections in November, it doesn't matter who wins the elections. Heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. Listen, the direction of this nation is gone because people voted. They voted. God won't stand back and say, well, that was the vote, but I'm changing it. No, he doesn't do that. It's based on the people. You understand? doesn't matter who's in the office. What matters is what we do inside to make a change on planet Earth. If you're identified with Christ, you know who you are. I'm telling you, you can make a change. God will move the nations for ten of us. He'll move the nations for ten of us that will believe God and make a difference. I'm not saying don't vote. I voted yesterday. How many voted for mayor yesterday? Don't raise your hand. I voted yesterday. Vote. But at the end of the day, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton, what's the other guy's name? Bernie Sanders. Not any of those three people are going to change the direction of the United States of America. The church is going to change the direction of the United States. The church knowing who they are and being the people we were created to be and walking that out. It's not in a person. Yeah, vote. Vote your convictions. Do all that and, and, and be passionate about it. Don't be over-passionate about it, but be passionate about it. But at the end of the day, our trust is in God. Amen? My identity is not in golf. It's not in politics. It's not in this, that, or the other. My identity now is in God and my trust is in God. And I'm telling you, those who trust in the Lord, they will not be put to shame. Amen? When your hope is in God, you will not become and come to a place of hopelessness when your hope is in God. Don't raise your hand. How many have ever been hopeless in your life? Don't raise your hand. Think about it. You've been hopeless. You felt like there was no answers, like there was nothing. Like there was no end to you know, what this thing was on the inside. Seek the kingdom of God and the way He thinks and operates and then the hopelessness will remove because there's no hopelessness in Him. There's only hope. Amen? And that hope never disappoints because what God has promised, He's not only able to do, He'll do it as we believe Him and trust Him and believe in the things that He's told us in the Word of God. That's what the wisdom and the understanding have to do with. Without wisdom and without understanding of the wisdom, we can't grow into who we really are we can't be identified with how God created us and then be identified with Christ the anointed one and really believe that the works that he did I can do you can do we can do see it's really about what we can do see because none of us are him we're him in body form when we all get together then we become him in the anointed not the deity part of it but in the anointing right and when you and I operate in the same anointing that raised him from the dead, there's no end to what can happen. That's the hope of the world. Christ in you is the hope of the world and the nations and everything else. Like my wife said earlier, as a, as a, as, as a mom, I can see where somebody raising children at home, if they're not working and they're raising children at home, could get lost in thinking, well, I'm not doing anything. Yeah, but who are you raising? See, if you put putting the word in that, you, you could be raising the next Billy Graham, you know, in, in, in touching people and in, in connecting with people. See, we never underestimate the anointing of God in what we're doing. So we don't have to be the next American idol to feel like we're accomplishing something, right? We don't have to be that. We can be who we are, fulfilling right where we're at. If you're digging ditches, that's not any less important than somebody that is the the president or the CEO of some major corporation. It's no different if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Amen? It doesn't matter. And not one's less than the other, and not one's less important than the other, and 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 yet if you're in a higher position in, in the world's thinking as a CEO of a Fortune 500 company or something like that, you're in that role, in that position, when you know you're there because God put you there, then you don't, you don't look at someone else that the world says is not as important as less important. Because it's not about those things. We've got a lot of work to do, folks we got work to do on ourselves, but we got work to do on the planet. And I'm here to encourage you that we can do this. You can do this. You don't have to live and exist in identity crisis. You don't have to live in this place of crisis, of not knowing who you are. But you can know who you are, why you were put here, and be in the middle of fulfilling that every day. I'll tell you, don't miss the next three messages, because I've got... In these next three messages, I've got a lot of how-tos of how to accomplish right where you're at to get to where you're going. Amen? And, and, and I really encourage you, it, the best of your ability, don't miss these next three messages because I feel like they're vitally important. Can you say amen? Father, we bless